0: You're listening to the Fit Lowdown podcast, the lowdown on all things fitness and wellness. I'm your host, Tamara Santucci, a personal trainer, personal development junkie, and complete lover of shoots. Tune in each week to get the lowdown on what you need for starting your journey in fitness and wellness and to go beyond what you thought you were ever capable of. Hello, hello. Um, Before we start this podcast, I just want to preface that right at the start, um, the platform that I'm recording through, there was just a little bit of issues um, on my part. Um, It just skipped a couple of my words. It only lasts for about, it's up until the six minute mark. Um, It's honestly not too bad. I I tried to edit as much of it as I could out, but I just wanted to let you guys know before you think I can't speak. Um, So yeah, this one's a really, really good one. All about periods, um, PCOS, holistic health. So Lana has a wealth of knowledge around this. Um, I know you guys would love it because at the moment, especially on Instagram, I've been speaking a whole lot about this and it was just divine timing to get this podcast episode up. So I know you guys will love it. I know you guys will get a lot out of this. So just up until the six minute, six minute mark, just stick with it. Oh my goodness. Clearly I can talk well. We even without the skipping. Um, but yeah, just aside from that content is amazing. So just wanted to preface that before we start. hello my beautiful people on the episode today i have the lovely alana schofield or lana who is a pcos health coach so in this episode we're going to be speaking about all things to do with periods and hormones the insides out and managing pcs so i'm so excited let's get into it welcome hi thank you so much for having me i'm so excited to be here I'm so good. We were just having off air. We were just having a really cool chat and just learning about Lana. So I'm so excited for this episode. But the way to start off with guests is to tell us a little bit of quirky about yourself. Oh, I don't know
1: if I have anything quirky though. Um. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: No, I have no idea. I'm- I feel like one of those... I feel like one of the teachers, you know, how you go in high school, you start uni and you're like, this is about something about yourself and I'm that teacher now. So I'm sorry to do this to you, but I feel like it's a great way to break the ice and just get the audience to know a little bit about you.
1: Yeah. um, Well, I guess something that not many people know about me because now that I live in Canada is that I actually used to play competitive basketball for Queensland in Australia, Hmm when i was younger for about oh probably like 10 or so years oh my goodness and i never really share that actually
0: wow that's awesome (laughs) Yes, i love that so 10 or so years competitive basketball gosh what got you into that
1: uh, my mom my mom used to play and then yeah. so like I just followed kind of like after her yeah I started in like under eights I think like back in the day and then yeah just got into um more like the more competitive se- side of things like travel uh, they call it travel here but it's like representative in Australia so uh
0: okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the different mm-hmm. terms hey mm-hmm. that's awesome beautiful (laughs) all right the next thing I will get you tell the audience about you about your own story your own journey and how that sort of led you into I guess your own side hustle and working as a health coach
1: yeah so um I'm an Aussie that lives in Canada so that's basically I guess where my story really started because when I first came to Canada um health wise, I really was not looking after myself. Um, the lifestyle is over here is very North American style. So I like the food portions are a lot bigger and things aren't easily like sourced as well. So when I first came over here, I took on that kind of side of things. And then, um, what really led me down like my health journey and this whole like business side of things was, um, Oh, it was probably like in 2018. I actually had a miscarriage and um I just didn't know why, and I really wanted to know like the answers and like let, kind of what what was happening inside my body because I knew I wasn't really looking after myself in the way that I should have. Um so yeah, I started going down the holistic route to like nourish my body from the inside out and really just like look for answers that way. At the time, um, the doctor's like answer was really just to go on the pill to regulate my hormones again and, um, really just kind of like get my period back on track. And, um, once I kind of dived more deeper into like holistic health side of things, I kind of realized that I shouldn't really be taking the pill anymore and I should really have a break from it and go off it. So I actually made the decision to completely go off the pill and, um, that's when really everything started going absolute haywire and craziness um i joined a um online like holistic health um kind of like hub um where i was getting like coached inside of that as like a as a client called the health style emporium and i um i started kind of like learning more around how i can nourish my body And just, like, more things around, like, actual hormones. And it was actually through there that I watched this webinar that um, this lady did on balancing hormones and, like, just, like, symptoms of hormonal imbalance. And she was talking about PCOS one day, and I was just like, this is everything that I have. So I actually then decided to look further into it. My doctor here in Canada, um, I went to him because I had – so after going off the pill, I had, um, missed periods. Like I didn't have a period for like four or five months. My skin got really bad around my jawline, like really cystic acne. And I was like, Oh, this has never happened before. Like my skin was bad as a, like a teenager, but never, never this bad. And I mean, like I'm into my late 20s now so I was like oh my god <laughs> my skin looks like I'm going through puberty and so um I went to the doctors and I got a blood test done and it was so funny because he was just like yep yeah, everything's fine I got a, he actually sent me for an ultrasound as well just because of um of the miscarriage and stuff just to make sure everything was okay there and yeah he said everything was fine and I was like well I don't feel like it's okay and nothing really got better and it it was so funny cause that was the end of 2019 and then my f- biggest intention of 2020 was to um, invest in my health. And so I um, decided to yeah look for more answers and I actually went to a naturopath instead and she diagnosed me with PCOS. So that's basically the story of how I <laughs> ended up with fi- finally figuring out that I had PCOS and then I was able to really nourish my body and like heal it more so within that Within the last yeah, year or so. wow. Mm.
0: And that's only so recent, but it's amazing how much of a yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like a massive change and actually like investi- investigating into it and investing in your health, like how much that can make a difference for you. So I want to ask, what does holistic health for you mean and what does it look like?
1: yeah so for me it is all aspects of health so not just looking at your physical health and your nutrition it's basically mental health spiritual Mm -hmm. health um and emotional health too because we all need to look after those things to be all around healthy but i think that it's more so on a natural base finding ways to
0: to be healthy yeah okay and i guess we've no i love that and what did, I guess, going to see the naturopath, what did she do? And you can leave stuff out or you can go into stuff, whatever, however you want to take this. What did she sort of, how did she approach this holistic health approach?
1: Yeah. So she took one look at my blood work and my symptoms basically and knew that that's what it was straight mm-hmm. away. Um, yeah. Where Um And what we, then we sent out a, like a more of a plan kind of to like, actually be able to reverse the symptoms so a lot of it was nutrition based getting back to basics eating more whole foods Um, and then we also have Mm -hmm. we did supplement in some like supplements too to kind of like help me on that journey Um, so now I don't like have to take any like prescription drugs or anything like that because I know a lot of the times when you get prescribed like when you go to a medical doctor um, the first answer Mm -hmm. is the going back on the pill And that was, for me, not an option.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, of course. Um, I love that. I love that just nourishing your body and going into the whole foods aspects and like healing your body from the inside out, like through nutrition. So I know you do a lot of posts around this and like what you should be, I guess, nourishing your body with at certain, I guess, during certain phases of your cycle and menstruation cycle. So could we Mm -hmm. touch and go into that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So I'm so passionate about, um, cycle syncing because it is something that, Mm -hmm. you know, even if you aren't on like a hormonal imbalance journey or not, every woman should be syncing their cycle to their everyday life. Um, there's certain like, you know, exercises, um, foods you should be eating, things you should be doing to like nourish your, your mind as well. And like, you know, protecting your energy during certain times of your cycle. Um, so leaning into those, like the phases of your cycle. So the menstrual phase, the luteal phase, the follicular phase, and then the ovulation phase. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of got those all mixed up in the order, but <laughs> um, yeah. So there's definitely definitely things that you like you should be doing. So like, you know, when you're on your menstrual um, cycle, you should really be leaning inward, kind of, like, reflecting um, and doing light movements, like, you know, walking or stretching and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think for me that was a really big thing to learn, kind of, like, what to eat and when to eat it. Um, I have, like, a whole document um, that if anyone wants it, I can give it to you, but they're um, basically all on cycle syncing. So – yeah, that's basically what I've really been practicing over the last probably like six or so months um, and mm-hmm. just being like really intuitive into your cycle because yeah. that's basically our way of learning what's really going inside of our bodies.
0: Yeah, I love that's that. Funny. Yeah. I, mm. Could we go deeper into that? So what I guess like sort of foods are important to have during your different phases as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: So, basically, in your menstrual phase, you want to be having, like, anti-inflammatory kind of foods. Um, Mm -hmm. If you are someone who eats, like, animal sources of protein, things like beef, just to replenish iron. Um, So, anything higher in iron is really great to have, like, fish, um, poultry. Um, Anti-inflammatory foods, like, or spices, kind of like turmeric, ginger, um, cinnamon Mm, is a really great one. Um, and then plant sources would be kind of like greens. So a lot of leafy greens, like spinach, kale, uh, broccoli, beets even. Um, and then if you're into kind of like really into fruits, like mango, papaya, pineapple, and like your citrus Mm. kind of fruits as well are really good. And then, yeah, so then for your follicular phase, um, which is usually um, the day after, like, you know, your menstruation phase, it usually goes um, for about to, like, day 13, I think it is. I always get mixed up with, like, the exact dates. But basically your follicular phase is straight after your menstruation (laughs) phase. Um, Animal sources of protein, basically anything – you want to be eating like high, high sources of protein, like eggs. Um, I always, some, some people say dairy, but I, I don't have any dairy basically. Sometimes I eat cheese just cause mm-hmm. I cannot not give up cheese, but, um, <laughs> like if you're a milk drinker and stuff like that, you can, can get, um, you know, sources from there. But, um, if you are plant-based things like higher in fiber, so like chia seeds, um, pumpkin seeds, lots of like nuts and stuff like that in your follicular phase. And then, um, you know, in terms of fruit, bananas, apples, like blueberries, um, and then yeah, all your greens and stuff. And then, then you want to start also adding in things like, um, carbohydrates, like low carbohydrates, like, uh, sweet potato, uh, like brown rice, that kind of Mm. stuff which I really love. The next phase is probably my favorite because it's the ovulation phase. So ovulation phase is always when you're in your most, um, heightened, like energy, um, you know, your estrogen levels are really high. And then, um, you want to like, that's when you want to kind of be like for exercise, especially opting for like high intensity kind of exercises, which I really love. So, um, usually a lot of people try and will really thrive in the ovulation phase, Um basically for foods though um you basically just wanna be eating anything. You're gonna (laughs) it's so funny because you're actually gonna find that you wanna eat everything in your ovulation phase and you're hungry all the time. (laughs) Um so I actually just listen to my body during this time and feed it whatever it needs. (laughs) but um yeah
0: Yeah. basically
1: everything it's so funny because i actually now since coming off the pill i'm so much more intuitive with my cycle and um i know exactly when i'm on my ovulation phase because holy crap i just want to eat everything (laughs) i'm hungry all the time honestly
0: i i think now, like, just reflecting on it now, I think, like, at some times I'm like, oh, my God, I'm just hungry, like, all the time. And I actually blamed it on the weather. I'm like, oh, it's a bit colder, so I just want to eat stuff. But actually, I think it's because I was ovulating yeah. it. And that makes so much sense. I know. It's so <laughs>
1: crazy. It is so crazy. And then it's so funny because the last one is your luteal phase, so it's the last, like, week or so before mm. you're in your... Um your menstrual phase. And that's basically when I start to feel quite sluggish. I start to realize like towards the end of that week, I know that I'm leading into my period because I just don't want to really hang out with anyone. I don't want to like socialize. Um, just even sometimes getting out of bed is hard. So you start to feel like a lot of like Mm. kind of, PMS kind of symptoms um during those kind of phases because your estrogen levels are really dropping down um so with that you really want to be eating a lot of like healthy high fat foods and protein sources so like um salmon tuna bone broth is really good too um and or veggie broth if you if you're a vegetarian and then a lot of kind of like yeah Mm -hmm. higher like um fat plants uh plant sources as well so like avocado um sweet potato almonds that kind of stuff and chocolate cuz who doesn't like yeah, chocolate cool.
0: <laughs> I love chocolate. Oh, my goodness. Because yeah. at the moment, I'm not I'm not having um, dairy and gluten and sometimes egg, but I'm a bit more lenient. But I found this. I don't know um, if you've had it. I think it's called the Pico, the Pico brand. It's like a Swedish chocolate, and they've got this salted caramel flavor. Oh, oh my goodness. It is like the only dairy-free chocolate that I'm like, oh, my God, I love this. I am a
1: sucker <laughs> for anything salted caramel,
0: so... <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I'll send you oh, yeah. I'll send you their Instagram. Oh my god, it's so good. You also talk about like holistic health, so emotional, spiritual, and like healing your soul. So I guess like through these phases, do you um are there like different types of like different things that you can do to heal yourself like spiritually and go into that sort of aspect during your phases?
1: Yeah, so um, menstrual phase is definitely just, like, basically reflecting. So it's a really great time Mm -hmm. to do journaling um, and really get out any feelings that are just coming up for you. I know um, a lot of people will really kind of get emotional, and (laughs) I really just love to use the menstrual phase to um, recharge a lot, actually, and just kind of, you know watch a sappy movie if that's what i'm feeling or yeah so that one um basically we all go through a menstrual phase that's quite different so i just say for that basically lean into whatever you're feeling and what comes up for you but journaling usually is a really good time to kind of mentally unwind and just get everything out um Mm -hmm. The follicular phase, you'll find you um, you won't kind of start getting more energetic until the later half of the follicular phase when you're really starting to get an ovulation. So um, the follicular phase really is just kind of... It is a creative phase. Um, so it's all about thinking, um, like getting, like doing any creative stuff. So, <clears throat> you know, if you love to create um, pretty Instagram pictures or... Um, You know, like, things on Canva or just, like, drawing, anything like that. Um, The follicular phase is really good to do that. Um, And then moving into the ovulation phase, that's really when you're the most social. So that's when I like to hang out with friends the most and I usually will try and plan a lot more of like my social events around my ovulation phase because that's when I can really give my time and energy and stuff into you know those kind of activities. It could be that you know if you're looking for business stuff it could um, be you know presenting, um, doing a podcast like whatever that may be um, that's usually the best time to try and get a lot of your stuff done is in the later half of the follicular phase or the during the ovulation phase because um, that's when you're most, like, I don't know if you would say alert, but mostly, like, your your estrogen levels are at, high, at the highest um, time during those two phases. So that's usually when, you you know, you have, like, more outgoing feelings, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then the luteal phase is kind of unwinding again. Um, It's usually the best time to tick off anything on your to-do list though. So um, that's usually when you get stuff done, when you really want to like, if you know, if you have something important coming up with like a boss um, or, you know, in your business, you just want to get stuck in and doing those. That's usually the time to do it in your luteal phase. Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of cool.
0: That is awesome. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Um, What are some tips, I guess, like or resources that you might use to, I guess, plan a Around like your or track your period or just plan around it or just to help you like heal holistically
1: yeah so excuse me i use the app clue to track my period um Mm -hmm. and that will kind of give me a rough estimate of my cycle and like women with pcos tend to have a not so regular cycle so sometimes it looks a lot different for me um you know i might like those phases might actually be longer And so sometimes it's really hard to actually know what, what time of the month I'm actually in. However, I have been able to become Mm. a little bit more intuitive with my cycle, um, especially since going off the pill, because it's just, you, you can feel what different emotions you're feeling. So usually that's how a lot of the times I'll know, you know, if I'm really outgoing and high energetic, um, and also really hungry, that's usually when I know that I'm in my ovulation phase. Um, and then, like, yeah, I I know roughly when my period should come, but um, it's really hard to know exactly sometimes with PCOS because it's not one hundred percent always twenty eight days. So, yeah, that's really hard.
0: Let's let's go into that a little bit more. So let's um, I guess deep dive into what PCOS is, and I guess the symptoms and all of the all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: So um, PCOS stands for polycystic ovary syndrome. It basically affects like almost the statistics right now is one in ten but it's closer to about one in five women at the moment Um, and it's probably the most common um, hormonal imbalance that we have um, right now in our day and age especially in women of reproductive age so um, it can there's no real um, explanation of how it comes about or how um, we, we get PCOS, they actually don't know, but, um, there's definitely ways that you can control it, manage it. Um, and basically there's a bunch of different kind of indicators, but the three main indicators to, um, to know if you have PCOS is that you need to have two out of three of these. Um, the first one is, um, cysts on your ovaries. The second one is, um, you know your menstrual cycle is usually very unregular so if you don't have a uh, regular menstrual cycle or if your menstrual cycle goes for a long period of time um, and then the third one usually is um, you kind of like your testosterone levels it's called hydratism but basically it shows up in your skin so um, abnormal hair growth cystic acne um, Those are probably the main two, like, key indicators for that that type, but there's, like, a lot different, so many different, um, you know, symptoms and indicators that are actually really crazy Mm. um, how many there are, Mm. but those are the the main three. So for me, um, as far as I know, I don't have cysts on my ovaries, but I had the other two symptoms plus my estrogen, um, my hormone levels um, were quite out of whack (laughs) um so that was that showed up in a blood test but um yeah that's why i always recommend like my clients to always get blood work done just to know kind of like Mm -hmm. where where your levels are at, and it does definitely helps you in determining what kind of pcos you do have because there's actually four different types Mm -hmm. so it gets really really complicated it sounds crazy and scary but um I was chatting to one of like a potential client the other day and she was just like i've just been diagnosed and i'm freaking out and i was like just take a dick breath it's gonna be okay but yeah. the first part like i always tell my clients is to we need to determine like what kind of pcos you have um so the four kinds are insulin resistance. so basically that is um you know trying to determine like your blood sugar levels a lot of women with PCOS will have all four of these types, but they'll be dominant in one. So um, okay. insulin resistance, like, usually comes from, like, they have crazy sugar cravings, um, you know, carry your weight around your stomach. And a lot of, like, those are probably, like, the two key indicators that you have, like, insulin resistance. But there's insulinlessness, adrenal, um, post um, pill PCOS and then oh my god I've forgotten the third one or the fourth one.
0: It'll come to you. It will.
1: I think it's chronic inflammation. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm just like com- completely mind-bent. But yeah, there's so there's four types and um, yeah, so that's basically like the way to kind of like first address like PCOS is getting um, getting diagnosed and then determining mm-hmm. what kind of PCOS you have and then moving into how you can address it and how you can heal it more. Naturally,
0: um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what if what if some girls are going through like I guess your journey? So they've done their bloods, they've gone to a doctor, but everyone, everything's come back fine. So, who do you recommend to go and see for this?
1: Yeah, I always will always recommend seeking a second opinion. Um, do some research into seeing if there's like a doctor. Um, this is gonna. I don't want this to come off sexist, but a female doctor that predominantly specializes in hormones um, or women's health in general, because a lot of the times they'll be really educated on the key indicators and like the signs and symptoms. Um, So for me, that was like I found a, a naturopathic doctor. So if they're looking for something kind of in the natural realm, a naturopathic doctor will be able to help you and diagnose you that way. Um, otherwise like, yeah, a medical doctor that can help you in any kind of like women's health kind of clinics and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. And then this is part of your, your job too. You're a PCOS health coach and you help women with this. So how, I guess like, what does, we'll go into that a little bit more. So what does your typical day look like?
1: Hmm. So, um, I coach on the side, so I do work full time, but, um, basically for me, I will come home from my full-time job and then I'll like jump on calls with clients, um, or like kind of like do up meal plans and stuff like that for them. So as a health coach, I basically help them through that journey. So a lot of the times I'll meet them when they've just got their blood work done, they've got their diagnosis, um, and they're looking for some extra guidance and help, um, depending on where you are in the world, especially, um, you know, for those who are in the USA, they don't have as easy access to healthcare as like us in Canada or Australia do. Mm. So um, a lot of the times they are looking for some extra guidance and help that's uh, more affordable because their healthcare system is really quite expensive. So um, that's where I usually meet them. I'll meet them like, you know, at the early diagnosis stage, sometimes later down the track, if they just really are, kind of looking for that extra guidance, help I do meal plans, help them through kind of figuring out what kind of PCOS type they do have and how we can address the root cause. Once you figure out the root cause, Mm -hmm. it really makes it a lot easier to be able to, you know, nourish and heal it from there, whether that be like in a special diet or supplements as well to help with the beginning to kind of like replenish those, those levels and stuff. So, Yeah, basically helping them through the journey because that for me was probably the most daunting part like I talk to so many people who go through down that google hole and they're just like basically researching everything and then they end up thinking that they're dying um, and I'm like, no, don't Google anything, don't
0: Google <laughs> Is it anything. Google great? <laughs> I'm yeah.
1: just like, It's good, but it's also bad. So it's just like, yeah. So that's where I pre- basically <laughs> meet them. And um, yeah, I just saw a gap because I really wanted to educate women on how, you know, you can basically prevent this kind of like PCOS or any hormonal imbalance happening, but also just help those who who need it, you know? And um Yeah. And just trying to educate them for like more long-term success down the track. Cause there's a lot of like Mm -hmm. fad diets out there and like, you know, you should cut out gluten and dairy, which is really good for PCOS, but it also isn't good for certain people either. So it's kind of, um, you know, those balancing it out and trying to figure out, um, what works for you as an individual. Mm,
0: Very interesting. That's cool. Um, just a thought that actually came into my head do um what about i guess like talking about the thyroid and getting that in touch with like hormones and periods too could we go into that a little bit more
1: yeah so thyroids um oh god that that is like a whole nother topic i'm not too familiar on like thyroids in themselves Mm -hmm. but i know that thyroid conditions and any kind of hormonal imbalance can be very similar too. And like for the longest time, I actually thought that I had a thyroid problem. And I remember like telling my dad, like this is when I was like in high school, I'm like, oh, I could never shed the weight around my stomach. And I was like, I was very active. Mm. I ate good. And I was like, I'm just, I can never lose weight. And I was like, I th- was reading about it one day. Cause I actually did study personal training after high school um but I just never follow through with it so I was reading my studies through there one day and I was like I think I have a thyroid problem my dad's like no you're too young for that and I was like oh okay and just kind of like shoved it all off and then I like looking back now I'm like oh my god I probably have had PCOS my whole life and I just didn't even realize it and didn't know what it was and that's so true wow. for a lot of us too but like thyroid um it depends what kind of thyroid condition you have. So there's like the hyperthyroid and the underperforming thyroid. Um, and I know some people will I, – I always get them mixed up of which ones which. They sound so much alike. But um, basically one means that you like – yeah, basically you put on weight, um, very sluggish – like all of those kind of moods, like your moods change. The other one is like the complete opposite where like, you know, you can't put on any weight at all. Um, But I know that the indicators are very similar as a towards a hormonal imbalance for sure.
0: Wow. That's so interesting. Yeah.
1: But I'm not too familiar on the thyroid, but yeah, that's
0: all good. I just, I was just curious. That's awesome. I love how like our bodies are so connected and it's just so important. Like, these conditions or managing them. Like we could have had this like from such a young age, but we're just not educated about it. So I love that you're really empowering women and spreading this message. Yeah. I feel like that's awesome. Um Let's go into, I guess like hormonal mm. imbalances. So what are sort of, I guess the key signs for this? Oh gosh, there's so many
1: very similar to PCOS <sighs> as well. Um, hormonal imbalances Mm -hmm. can really show up in any kind of form so a lot of the times it will be on your skin um so acne you know extra hair growth um i think i did a post on this recently actually actually it might not have been so recently um about how the key indicators for hormonal imbalance but basically like mood swings are crazy as well um periods if you have cramps like really bad cramps like that's one thing that i really didn't know moving into all of this is that basically if you have like cramps or any painful periods It is not normal to have, um, like, then, like, a period is not meant to be painful. And a lot of us do have, like, painful periods. Like, I know when I was growing up, like, I barely could go to school sometimes. I was just, like, so hunched over and, like, bedridden. Um, And so many of us are, but we just don't know that that's not normal. I feel like that's just kind of, like, what society has, like, made us feel like, that that's a normal thing. Like, PMS is really not normal. Actually, I have a post going out tomorrow that says all of this PMS is really not normal. Um, But, yeah, but there's ways to kind of, like, heal those symptoms too. like, any kind of hormonal imbalance. You're kind of, like, you'll mostly be able to feel it first, but a lot of people don't actually know until they get blood work. And, like, for me... um, my levels were so there's like two kind of key um hormones that you should be looking at for blood work and one's called lh and the Mm. other one's called fsh i cannot pronounce either of the big words for those but that's what they come up on your blood work (laughs) and um they should be basically on par with each other so if you're looking at your blood work and they are like far far apart from each other that is a very huge indicator that something is going on, like wrong inside your body, that you you know your hormones mm. are really outbalanced. And that was kind of one of the key indicators for me that there was some imbalance going on, which is so crazy that my like first doctor didn't pick it up because one was at 26 mm. and the other one was at like 14 or something. Like that's quite like a big rate, like gap. Mm. They should be on or almost on par with each other. So um, the last blood work that I got done actually showed up that they were very much closer together. So I've kind of like started to like really heal that Mm -hmm. process. But, um, I would say that would be the easiest way to know that you've got an imbalance because it does show up in so many different aspects. Like, um, one thing that I didn't know about hormone imbalance is like skin tags can kind of like, um, randomly show up. And that can kind of be an indicator that something's going on. So, a lot of the times it will show up in your skin. Um,
0: mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, what what are sort of like some skin tags?
1: Yeah. So, they're just basically like little extra kind of skin growth that comes up like any kind of – it's a lot of times they'll be like under your arms, um, sometimes like in like the folds Mm -hmm. of your skin, like – mostly the armpits but sometimes people get them like in the groin area or just like anywhere oh, like that yeah. yeah yeah and that i did not know that that's also kind of like a not a key indicator but it's like a random like thing
0: that could show up that yeah isn't it crazy <laughs> it is so crazy yeah. i am learning so much today i'm so excited yeah. oh my goodness i know it's
1: i could talk about wow. like, so many random things but yeah <laughs>
0: Oh, let's get into that. Let's do all the things.
1: Um, (laughs) I actually, I
0: wanted it. So talking about like the normal period and I guess like a pain-free normal period, um, I'm going to come out and be a little bit personal. So on my period, I feel like I've sort of, I guess, healed it a little bit, but I've been speaking about this on my, um, on the podcast and on my stories and on Instagram, but basically every month. I know, and it's been happening a lot more, like consistently. I get really bad, like pain, almost of the, like I can't, I can't move, and it gets to the point where I am physically sick. So, and I don't know what that is, or if that is a part of like a hormone or hormonal hormonal imbalance. I don't know. Mm, I used to get that a lot too.
1: So, two things that I have been able to help, ha- like that, have helped me. Um, One Mm. is upping my magnesium intake, especially around um, menstrual cycle. Um, Magnesium Mm. actually really, really helps with cramps. Not only, like, just in your period, but also, like, muscle cramps and all that kind of stuff. But it just helps with, like, general muscle function. But usually um, anyone who is on the pill will also be very low in um, magnesium levels. So – or taking any kind of birth control. Um, and there's a lot of different kind of, like, things that the pill depletes, but magnesium is number one, I would say. Um, two is if you drink a lot of coffee during your period. Um, mm. I did a couple of posts about this recently, actually, and just, like, coffee for um, women with hormones or PCOS. But um, mm. basically – um, it's not the caffeine, it's something in the coffee that just doesn't agree with with us, I think, during our menstrual phase. Um, but okay. the third thing that's really helped me, um, not only in, like, just um, my cramping, but, like, also just my actual regulation of my cycle, has been this supplement called Inacetol. And... Any mm-hmm. woman with PCOS needs to be taking an acetyl, in my opinion. Um, it has literally yep. changed my life. Um, <laughs> but basically it mm. helps with cellular, um, like cellular regulation. And um, it's just been proven to really help women with PCOS especially, but um, any kind of hormonal imbalance. But...
0: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: the period one takes a little bit to kind of figure out what kind of things are like um are going on but um those are probably like the biggest things for me that have really helped and like one thing that I learned through the whole cycle syncing is seed cycling there's a lot of cycling going on but um (laughs) (laughs) That <laughs> seed cycling is basically just um, there's different kinds of seeds that you can take throughout your cycle. Um, I am really bad at this because I always forget to to take them, like to take different the different types of seeds. But um, there's like pumpkin mm-hmm. seeds and um, sunflower seeds that like I think those are the main two that you should be taking like different times of your cycle that are really meant to help. I'm just really bad at it. (laughs) But I've actually cut out coffee. Um, That's all good. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I've actually cut out coffee right now and um, I haven't had it probably in like over a month, which is really hard to do in the winter, let me tell you. Um, But uh, my last period was I think last week or the week before and it was probably the least painful and like heavy period that I've had in a
0: very long time. Um, and I was really happy with that. <laughs> yeah. It is honestly such a good feeling when you have like a pain-free period. It's like, Oh my goodness. Like this is just another day I can get out of bed. I yeah. can do this and do that. It's awesome. That's so cool. That's so interesting. Yeah. I love those tips. I've written it down and I do remember, um, the seed cycling post that you did. So go guys, go check it out. Cause it is awesome. Lana, you've got so much info and like so much value on your Instagram. I love it so much. Um, I feel like (laughs) that's okay. Um, let's (laughs) go into, I wanted to talk about the pill actually, because I know Mm -hmm. that, um, for some girls or a lot of girls, they are on the pill. So I feel like it isn't really, it's not very spoken about openly. And I really want to, I guess, speak more about it because for me, I did go see a gynecologist because I was getting those really painful periods. And she was suggesting either take Panadol each month, like just to relieve the pain, or I do go on to the pill. And that's just something I did Mm -hmm. not want to do. I just personally don't want to go onto the pill, but let's go into that a little bit.
1: Yeah. So I was very similar to you actually. So Mm -hmm. my pill, pill journey was, I think it was like maybe I know 15 or 16. And I was also having really bad cramps. I had really bad skin, which is so funny because those are the two things that led me down actually being diagnosed with PCOS. But um, that was the answer. That was the thing like um, go on the pill. It will help fix your skin. Um, It will help regulate your periods. And like the funniest thing back then was that or that appealed to me was being able to skip my period too, if I wanted to, um, which mm. I shake my head at now, <laughs> but, um, you know, we're told that, you know, the, p- the pill fixes acne, balances our hormones. It helps with our periods. Um, you know, it alleviates all of those kind of problems when you're a, like a teenager or a young adult, those are like perfect things to kind of want to alleviate, But what they don't actually tell you is that, Mm. like, um, it really can... It's basically just a Band-Aid for your issues. It's not really... It's not treating the root cause. Um, And it can increase, like, the risk of actual breast cancer and stroke. um, Can really have an effect, like, on blood clots too. Um, And then, like, the pill periods aren't actually real periods. You're not actually ovulating either. So... If you are someone who really wants to have a family, um it can actually like hinder that experience. Some people are really lucky and they get like they go off the p- the pill and will get pregnant instantly, but then some people really have trouble. And that's basically because the pill has like made your body stop ovulating. The egg doesn't really produce the pill other uh, period that you get on your on the pill um, isn't really like a proper period. Um, and then it also, two of the major things that I didn't really realize is that, um, it destroys your gut microbiome. So basically that just like, Mm -hmm. it wreaks havoc on your gut. um, and your gut is one of the most important things that you want to protect. It's your immune system. It's your second brain. Mm -hmm. It's everything. So, Um, that for me was like a big realization. I was like, oh my God, I've just, you know, destroyed that. Um, but it also really causes severe mineral, um, deficiencies within your body. So I did mention magnesium, but, um, like zinc, Mm -hmm. it depletes your zinc levels. Um, there's a few other ones that I can't remember right now, but it really depletes some of your natural, um, mineral, um, that like the body actually produces, Uh, Oh, B6 is another one. B6 is a really big one um, that it depletes too. So a lot of women who come off the pill should really then start supplementing those, um, basically because your Mm -hmm. mineral levels are so low um, that if you try to replenish it through, like, whole food nutrition, it's just going to take you forever to actually do that. Um, And then you'll see some really bad, like, hormonal imbalances come out. But I know a lot of women also really suffer from, like, you know anxiety mood swings um migraines weight gain and like all of those kind Mm -hmm. of things too so i think there's like a lot of education that really needs to be acknowledged around the side effects of the pill and how it can really hint like like really be bad for you later down in like in your life um I actually talk about, like, a, this a lot with, like, women at my work. There's one lady who's, um, like, she's had a kid and everything and then she went back on the pill. But now she's just, like, I just don't like the way it makes me feel. Um, but And she really wants to go off it. And so I was, like, there's a really good book if you are thinking of going off the pill called um, Beyond the Pill by Jolene... Somebody, I can't remember her last name, but um it's a really good one. <laughs> we'll link up down below. Yeah. Um it's really good to kind of read, it's a 30-day plan to prepare your body for going off the pill so that you really kind of like ease into into that transition. Um it's a really, really good one. But yeah, I think That's there just needs awesome. to be so much more education around the pill and um and what it can actually do to our
0: bodies hundred percent I did not realize that it um mm. like destroyed pretty much your gut micro microbiome that is that's incredible and like leading to mineral deficiency like I I, I learned something new today I did not know that I knew about like the yeah. long-term effects but I actually only realized that recently so even when I was a teenager or just coming out of high school I didn't I did not know that at all not that that was an avenue I was looking into but Yeah, that's. I feel like there should be so much more education around this, and really bringing that decision to the to the woman and to the girl to like say like, do you actually do you want to do this, and what can you do, and what can you put in place to ease that transition out too. That's, that's amazing. Um, oh yeah,
1: hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Yeah. Let's go just quickly. Let's talk about the, like the gut being the second brain. Cause I find this so interesting and I'm like starting to research a little bit more into this, but let's go into that a little bit more.
1: Mm. Yeah. What would you like to know?
0: <laughs> I was like, oh, there's so much <laughs> yeah. information. Out there. All but, the <laughs> things, all the yeah. things.
1: <laughs> well, basically our gut is, it. Controls so much of like it controls our endocrine system, which is basically our hormone system, it controls our immune system, our nervous system like everything, um, kind of runs through the gut. So, um, I was talking to someone the other day actually who is currently on antibiotics for something else, and I was like, Oh, well, are you taking a a probiotic? and they're like, No, why would I need to do that? and I was like, Okay, so. When you take an antibiotic, basically it is helping your body fight off, you know, the bad bacteria in your in your whatever it is, your infection or whatever, um, but it also kills the good bacteria and a lot of the good bacteria is stored in your gut. So what you should be doing also if you are someone who, actually, let's rewind. If you suffer from, like, severe bloating, um, like inflammation mm-hmm. – um, like a lot of stuff like that, that usually tends to mean that you have a, an issue with your gut health. Um, I mean there's so many different other like ways um that you can like determine it, but um basically I always will recommend supplementing a probiotic or trying to source it from food like um yogurt is a really good one um for Oh, like a probiotic mm. because the probiotic is really feeding your gut with good bacteria. So if you're someone who does get sick a lot, that is a probably a massive like indicator that your gut health is not performing at its best. Um, that's probably the biggest one that I learned about in terms of the gut is the immune system um, and how that kind of like feeds off that. But oh my god the gut has so much it's actually so interesting i like it's so crazy because people who you know um now i'm not saying like this is a key indicator but like you know if you suffer from anxiety too that can also lead to the gut or like from like issues from the gut if um Mm. yeah if you Oh, there was something else that I was reading about the other day that I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that stem from the gut too, but also hormones, hormones stem from the gut. And I'm like, oh my goodness me. So yeah, basically everything. Everything is in the gut.
0: That is crazy. And just so interesting at the same time. It's like, Oh my gosh. Um, to wrap up now I've got, so I've got three questions that we're just sort of going to go like sort of rapid fire. Um, so just say anything you wish and like anything that comes to mind. Um, what is the biggest lesson you have learned?
1: Um, Oh gosh. I think just listening to my body and just being more intuitive Um, that way. And just, if I don't feel like this is one thing that I used to be really guilty on is if I don't feel like working out, like I used to beat myself up about it. Now I'm just Mm -hmm. like, it's my body needs rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So don't feel Mm -hmm. guilty.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. I love that. And being like intuitive with your body. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. All right. When you're not having a good day, what's your go-to? Oh, music,
1: music. Always. I will put on depending on my mood but like i'll put on like any kind of feel good music mm. a lot of 90s old school 90s makes me feel good
0: <laughs> yes yes i love that yeah. oh my
1: goodness some so backstreet great. boys <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <How good. laughs>
0: and last question um how are you intending to go beyond the limitations that you place on yourself oh god
1: that's a hard one um i think it's a forever journey like every level is another devil they say and basically like you're forever growing so i think for myself it's basically just not being so hard on myself and eventually it will come
0: beautiful i love that that's so good yeah (laughs) that's so good and final thing where can people find you
1: Yeah. So I'm mostly active on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is Lana's Balanced Life. And then I also have my website um, www.balancedbylana.com. And I also have a podcast too
0: um, called uh, Lana Loves. Lana Loves Podcast. Oh, awesome, so good. We will link yeah. all the all of those links down below. But Lana, thank you so much. I enjoyed our chat so much, and thank I've got. So much, I Anna. honestly have so many. That's okay. I've got so many other questions. So maybe we'll get you back on. Um, yeah. Thank you so yeah, much. we'll this do another one.
1: Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, thank you.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to another Fit Lowdown episode. I hope you got the lowdown on all things fitness and wellness and got the lowdown on periods, holistic health and all the things in this episode. Just a reminder to share this on your stories or share this with a friend, share this with your family member, because the more that we can share, the more that this podcast um, can grow and it can help and support more people. Um, Leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you are listening to this or if you've got the app on your phone. It would really really, really mean a lot to me, um, with your support just to leave a review. It won't, it doesn't have to be long, even just a sentence, but a rating and a review can go a long way, especially with supporting free content that you get. It would just mean a lot to me and help so many other people too. So have a lovely day guys, wherever you are, and I will be in your ears in the next one. Bye.